Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Welcome back to Voice of the Church this week as we continue to study the topic of missions. In the last two weeks, we've looked at the idea of motivation Why should we be sharing the gospel? Why should the gospel be gripping us in such a way that we are willing to become uncomfortable and change our lives to help people come to know about Jesus Christ? We looked at the idea of the holiness of God, that each person will stand before his judgment seat, and the fear of the Lord should lead us to persuade men. We looked also at the love of Christ, the love of God displayed on the cross for broken sinners, by which we persuade and plead with people to be reconciled to a holy God, to have the love of of God, for the lost, for his people in Christ, to be a motivating factor for why we share the gospel. But today we want to look at another topic and switch gears a little bit away from motivation. I want to ask the question, why us? Why us and how in the world can we be used by God to bring people to know him? This is the greatest possible thing we can do in all creation. Jesus said there's more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 who need no repentance. Greater than building fabulous buildings, greater than leaving a legacy of intellectual brilliance is the idea of leading someone to faith in Jesus Christ. How then do we do this? And how can we, wherever we may be, with our limited gifts or our, perhaps we consider ourselves greatly gifted, Whatever it might be, how can we be used of God to bring others to know Jesus? For this, we're going to be turning to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we're going to look at verses 5 and 6 today. And next week, we're going to look at verse 7. And we're going to see how God has chosen to use weak things to show the power of God in the gospel. We begin with verses 5 and 6 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And it says this, For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. This is a wonderful summary statement for this same apostle we've spoken of before, the apostle Paul, the one who traveled all over the known world at that time, who suffered so much and led so many to Christ. What is the power of the gospel? Paul always said it wasn't himself, that he was such a great speaker. One of my favorite uh, passages about Paul is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, when Paul said, Listen, when I came to you, I didn't come with persuasive words of human wisdom. I didn't come as if I was a very eloquent man, he says. But I came knowing nothing but Christ Jesus and him crucified. The message I gave you wasn't about the wisdom of man. It was about the wisdom and power of God. Now, here's the question. If sharing the gospel is so important, how can we be the ones through whom God brings others to know Christ? And the answer comes in verse 5. We do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. Now, whenever you think about the gospel, we remember there's always an enemy in this world, isn't there? There is God who is glorious and beautiful and holy, but there's also the devil Satan. And he hates the gospel, and he hates the Lord, and he hates the people of God. He hates the church. 
And what he wants to do is he wants to discourage us and he wants to make it seem as if we have nothing to bring and he wants to destroy our hope in the gospel so that we become ineffective. And there's always a grain of truth in what the devil says, but just a grain and he twists it. You see, the devil comes along and says, who are you that you should think yourself so bold as to be sharing the gospel? Who are you that you should think yourself able to be used of God to make a difference for eternity in the lives of the people who live around you? Well, the answer we have to give the devil is, well, uh, I'm nobody. I'm actually not very much at all. But the way the church moves forward is not by us. For we do not preach ourselves, says Paul, but Christ Jesus, the Lord. I want to tell you today, and I want to say that God tells you today from his word, there is power in the gospel. In Romans 1 verse 16, Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ Jesus, for it is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. Paul knew there was a power not in himself, not in who he was, not in who he did. When we go and preach the gospel, we don't need to talk about Hudson Taylor. We don't even need to talk about the Apostle Paul. What we need to talk about is Jesus Christ, because there's a power in the gospel that comes when we preach Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, why is that? Well, verse 6 will go on to explain it. Why is there power in the gospel? Because Paul says in verse 6, For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. Now, I don't know if you know your Bibles at all, but that phrase takes us right back to the very beginning of the Bible, Genesis 1, verses 1 and following. In the very beginning, the earth was formless. It had nothing in it. It was dark, and darkness covered the waters, and the Spirit of God was there. And if you remember, the first thing that happened in creation was God spoke. And he said these words, let there be light. And when God said, let there be light, there was light. And it was good and beautiful light. You see, God showed his power in creation by making this entire world just by the power of his own self and by speaking things into existence. He commanded light to shine out of darkness, and it did. Now, when Paul speaks about why we can have confidence that God can use people like you and I to bring the gospel... He says God can do this because we don't preach ourselves but Christ Jesus the Lord because the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, the God who spoke at creation, has also, next part of verse 6, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Why can God use us? Because the God who spoke in the beginning still speaks today. And we know this because he's shone that light that was there at the beginning in a brilliantly new way. He has shone that light in our hearts, and that light is now different. It gives, says Paul, the knowledge of the glory of God. How do do people come to saving faith? How can someone be woken up from death, deadness, and sin to life in Christ? Beloved Lord, they must come to know the living God. They must come to know who God is, who Jesus is. They must come to know that by the Holy Spirit. And as Paul speaks about the gospel ministry, what he tells us is that this God who is all-powerful, who made the heavens and the earth and everything in them by the word of his power, is still shining by the word of his power in this world today. 
One of the key things to understand in all the Christian living is that God is not absent. God is not far from us. When Jesus gave the Great Commission, he said, All authority has been given in heaven and earth to him. Therefore, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And then he ended with these words, And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Why can we have hope that God can use us in bringing the gospel because the power is not ours? But Christ who died on the cross, Christ who rose again, Christ who ascended into heaven, has sent forth his Holy Spirit. And that Spirit, by the power and word of God, shines in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. What that means that Paul is saying, listen, the reason we preach Christ Jesus the Lord is because through Christ we have come to know God. Through Christ we have been saved. And our hope and our confidence is that God still acts by his word and by his spirit to show his glory through the message of Christ. And it's a beautiful passage because it says that God actually gives the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. I don't know if you've ever wondered about God's glory, but God's glory is a remarkable thing in the Bible. God is so glorious, the Bible says, no man has seen nor can see God. He is so glorious, if we were to see him, we would be undone because we are sinful and he is holy. When when Isaiah came into the throne room of God and saw God, even in a, a veiled way, you may remember, no one sees God directly. When Moses saw God, he only saw God's back, so to speak. When Isaiah sees God, he sees him in the throne room and the throne room is filled with smoke so that it's like a veil between him and God. But when he sees God, even in this veiled way, he cries out, Woe is me, for I am undone, for I am a man of unclean lips and I dwell among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the Lord, the King of glory. You see, if you've ever thought about the glory of God, the glory of God shows all his power all his love, all his justice. It shows him in a way that just undoes any human being. And yet, Paul says that God has given the light of the knowledge of the glory of God, that we see the glory of God and we see it in the face of Jesus Christ. How much do you have to know to share the gospel How much do you have to know to be used of God to bring people from hell to heaven? How much do you have to know for God to use you to potentially be a vehicle through which he saves a lost soul? Beloved, Paul says, I determined to know nothing among you but Jesus Christ and him crucified. If you know Christ, you know enough. Because in the face of Christ, God shows all that he is. He shows he is holy. He shows he is just. He shows he is loving. He shows he is merciful. That's why Paul said, we don't preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. Beloved in the Lord, God has in his grace chosen to take this incredible message of salvation and put it in a church that is never perfect among people that are never perfect, 
among those who stumble over their words and sometimes say things wrong, but he has chosen to put this message in them that the all-surpassing power may be God's and not ours, and the message may be grounded and rooted in a proclamation of Christ Jesus the Lord. As we consider the importance of bringing the gospel to lost sinners, as we think about how we could possibly be used to bring this gospel to others, remember this. The call we have is not to be strong in ourselves, not to be so perfect in ourselves, but to proclaim not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. Because in the gospel of Christ, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God shines and brings salvation for his name's sake. Beloved Lord, as we go into the week ahead, may we not be ashamed of the gospel, nor afraid to stand for him, but let us be determined to speak the things of Christ. And may God shine the light of his glory through his Son. And tune in again next week as we continue this idea of how God uses the message of Christ in weak sinners for his glory and the conversion of those he calls to himself.